This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Sorepreneurs, uninterrupted with Chevelle McPherson. From teenage mom to a recognized top 100 national trial lawyer, award-winning international speaker, number one best-selling author, and successful business and legal strategist, Chevelle certainly knows how to soar, uninterrupted. She's here today to empower and educate you with effective business and legal strategies you can use to build and scale a successful business without interruption. Get ready. Get set. Let's soar. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Chevelle McPherson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sorepreneurs with your hostess with the mostest, Chevelle McPherson, and I am honored to have my amazing guest, Amy Walker, here with me today. Amy is a small business strategist. She's an international speaker. She's an executive business coach. She's an author, and she's also a busy wife and mom to five beautiful boys. Amy helps entrepreneurs with their sales success, and she has been featured in Fast Company, Huffington Post, U.S. News and World Report, and CEO World Magazine. She comes with an abundance of knowledge and experience, and I am so grateful she's come on the show today because she's really going to enlighten you entrepreneurs so that you can get new skills. Either they're going to be new for you or you're going to be reminded of skills that you have not been tapping into. Either way, you are going to leave this show with some strategies that are going to help you move your business forward faster with better uh, better sales strategies. With no further ado, I am super excited to welcome Amy. How are you, Amy? I'm so good. It's great to be with you. And we connected at the eWomen Network Conference, which was awesome. So I've been looking forward to this podcast ever since. Yes. Um, Amy and I, for some of you who um, probably tuned in about maybe two weeks ago, we yeah. actually were at the annual e-women conference in Dallas, Texas, and I'm on the e-women ne- um, podcast network, and I had interviewed a few people who were going to be guests, and Amy was one of those, so she did come on. We went live. She gave a few nuggets, and as promised, um, I told you that I was going to bring her on so that she could have a full episode because she gave you some brief nuggets, but today we want to dive deeper because I know how important it is for your businesses to be successful. I know how important it is for you to do better in sales and marketing. And I just know that she's really going to be able to leave you with some nuggets that are going to really help you transform your business. So first and foremost, um, Amy, I just want to start with, I know that you're an entrepreneur and I know that you have a multi six figure successful business. I know that you have a book coming out. I know you're doing awesome and amazing, but I also know that it always wasn't that way. And I like to start the show off by sharing with the listeners what I call your sorepreneur journey. And that is the journey that led you down this road to become this successful powerhouse that you are today. So can you tell us a little bit about Amy and how you got here today? Absolutely. Well, I was terrible at business when I first got started. So if any of you are thinking, I just don't know if I'm cut out for this, me too, you'll get there. (laughs) Because when I first started as an entrepreneur, honestly, it was this little side gig for me because my husband and I got married when I was fairly young. I graduated from college, married, 
pregnant with my first son. And we knew we wanted a big family. We both came from big families. Family was really important to us. And I had this idea in my mind that I was going to be a stay-at-home mom because that's what our families do. Like, that's the thing. You know, everybody... They have a lot of kids and they stay home and take care of their kids, which is wonderful. But I am also wired and driven and determined. And I was going a little bit stir crazy taking care of a baby because, I mean, honestly, when you have one baby, they don't even do that much. Right. So I was going a little crazy. So I started a little side hustle just to give me something to do for me. And I was pretty bad at it, but I did it consistently for a couple of years. And, you know, I'd sell a little bit of products here and I'd sell a little bit of products there. And I was, for the first time in my life, because I came from such an inside the box family, you know, it was like, we just, this is what we do. This is how we do things. So the whole mindset piece of being an entrepreneur was very new to me. And so I was trying to figure out how to think bigger and how to set goals and how to achieve goals and how to learn how to talk to people and you know, these things that seemed so basic to everyone else that for me were so new because that was not the way I was raised. I did not grow up in an entrepreneurial household. And so I did that for a couple of years and it was a struggle. I was not good at it. I was not making money. I was not profitable. And then one night everything changed. So my husband woke me up in the morning and I was a couple weeks away from giving birth to our second son. And he woke me up in the wee hours of the morning and said, I think you need to take me to the hospital. I think I'm having a heart attack. And I was like, wait, what? Cause we're in our twenties. Like, you know, we're really young. So we go to the hospital. He's not having a heart attack, but he was having a panic attack and he was having serious health problems that took a couple of years to really unravel. You know, when it comes to like, removing organs, our healthcare system is great at it. But when it comes to mystery illnesses that are affecting a lot of different things, our healthcare system's not great. So for a couple of years, we were struggling to find out what was wrong with him. And basically what happened was within a month or so of that, I became the primary breadwinner. So this job that I had, this side hustle business that was just bringing in extra cash sometimes and sometimes not. And, you know, I was, um, playing and having fun and getting some personal development and some girlfriend time, all of a sudden it was either I had to go get a job, which by the way, I was a couple weeks away from giving birth to my second son, or I had to figure out how to do business. And so I decided I was going to figure out how to do business. The problem was it still took me a couple more years to really figure out how to do business. So we had some really lean years. Uh, We had years where I look back and I think, what was it that kept us going and kept us from giving up? Because it was, it would have been so much easier to just give up and just go get another job. I mean, I had a degree. I could go and teach English. It wasn't like I had no options, but I really was committed to this idea that I was going to be able to work on my own time because I knew that for me to be the kind of mom that I wanted to be, I needed to have some level of control in my business. And, um, you know, working for somebody else, you kind of give up that control to a certain level. So I was committed to it, but it, it honestly took us a long time. And it's, it's funny when I talk to people about my entrepreneurial journey, because When I launched Amy Walker Consulting, we were a six-figure business in one year. And people look at that and they think, instant success story. But that was 10 years into my entrepreneurial journey, right? So by then, I had learned a lot. I was a 
very good student of business. I had learned to sell. I had learned how to market. I had learned about leadership and how to structure your business and how to build systems. And so I was ready to launch this new company and have it grow and scale really quickly. But I, you know, if I could go back and do it again, I would still go through those hard lean years where we were really honestly struggling financially. And, you know, here I am trying to be an entrepreneur and look, you know, all entrepreneurs want to look like we have it all together and like we're successful. And I was living in a 200 year old house that had three different colors of green shag carpet from the 80s and or actually probably from the 70s and the wallpaper was falling down and here I am trying to look like a success and believe that I'm going to be a success but the reality was it was tough and it was lean and um you know I I wouldn't trade that journey for anything but I guess my my insight for all of you who are listening is it takes some time and some uh, skill to unlock all those pieces of what it looks like to be successful. And in those years, I truthfully didn't have any mentors or coaches. So I was figuring out everything the hard way. And when I really started plugging in with other people who were like, oh, no, no, stop. This is what it takes. This is how you do it. Magically, I got better a whole lot faster. Um, But in the beginning, trying to figure all of it out on my own, it was rough. It was rocky. Yeah. And you know what? I tell entrepreneurs that all the time. And, you know, your 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 statement right now is a testament to that. You know, you said it was like 10 years and then finally you were making all these mistakes. But then when you did finally get some, you know, mentorship and, and you ran into people that knew more than you, it sped things up. And I usually tell people, first first and foremost, mentors will get you there faster. You're either going to learn by mistake or you're going to learn by um, making an investment, either either one. Um, and it's usually better if you can make an investment because that'll cut the time down. So that's the first thing. The other thing, too, is even sometimes with mentors, sometimes it still isn't overnight. And people have to understand it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so they usually say that for every overnight success, it probably took about five, 10 years, right? That's still normal, right? Because everything takes time. Um, But the key is to be consistent. And, you know, you were consistent, you were persistent, you were determined, and you kept going. And and, then that's usually what it takes. You have to be willing to do the work and you have to be consistent. And so your consistency obviously paid off. So now you have um, Amy Walker Consultant. And um, and now you're helping entrepreneurs navigate their entrepreneurial journey and you're able to help them cut their learning curve um, significantly down because now you have a blueprint and you have a system. Right. Absolutely. That's and that's the way that it works is, you know. I I always tell my clients that business is not magical. It's very formulaic. And if you have the right formula in place, the natural result is that it works. If you're missing pieces, the natural result is that it's not going to work. I'm not a huge cook, but uh, I do like to bake about twice a year. And then I go crazy town baking. And uh, if you leave out an ingredient your output is not good. And it doesn't matter which ingredient you leave out, whether it's butter or sugar or salt or whatever that ingredient is that you miss, it doesn't turn out well. And so that's what you've got to understand with business. And I think sometimes we as new entrepreneurs, we go into it and we feel like 
it's just not me. You know, we look at, at our business and we go, I'm just not that person. Well, you know what? I wasn't that person when I started either. And had you looked at me in the beginning of my journey, you would have been like, I don't know if she's got it. <laughs> but, but I hung in there and I worked on it until I had it. And I think that is the number one thing that I look for with entrepreneurs is, are they all in? Are they willing to do the hard stuff until it gets good? Are they willing to be bad in the beginning until it gets good? Are they willing to continue to just move forward with faith that someday they're going to figure it out? And I will tell you this, I most of the entrepreneurs that I know that are successful, they are smart, but they're not geniuses. Right. They're, you know, maybe attractive, but they're not beauty queens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like it was for this few chosen group of people who happen to be blessed with all the right capacity and all the right capabilities. They earned it every step of the way and they earned their wisdom through trial, through error, through um, mentors, through paying their dues. And so you can get there. I've yet to meet a person that I feel like really, truly ought to just throw in the towel because they just are not made for this. Right. Um, You just have to be willing to pay the price. Right. Because entrepreneurial skills can be trained. Um, There are, there are, you know, Amy is a a, a successful um, business coaching consultant. Um, I am, there are lots of entrepreneurs out here who have, we've gone through the trenches and we put a system together where we now help our clients so that you can avoid those landmines and those pitfalls. And that's the beautiful thing of getting a mentor. So what I want to do now is I'm going to take a brief commercial break. And when I come back, I want to talk to you, Amy, about this system of sales that, you know, you've created and um, you're in your consulting business. I know that, you know, you have gone from, you know, struggle to multiple six figures. And obviously over the course of 10 years, you obviously developed a blueprint. And I usually bring people on because I want my listeners to shave off those many, many years of struggle by getting some strategies and some tools in place so that when they get off of this podcast, they can actually go implement in some systems and strategies into their business so that they don't have to go through all of the mistakes that, you know, we at least we can get them started on the right path. So they're on the right track. And obviously, Amy's going to be able to share with you later on how you can get even more. But when we come back from this commercial break, let's dive a little bit deeper into how you help entrepreneurs in the sales process. So with that said, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Sorepreneurs Uninterrupted with Chevelle McPherson. Are you a coach, consultant, expert, or service-based entrepreneur? Are you ready to build a sustainable business, scale a business to six figures or beyond, or legally protect your business? If you answered yes to any of these questions, we have a gift just for you. At Soar to Success Academy, entrepreneurs just like you hire us to accelerate their income and protect their profit. Today, you can download a free copy of our business Soar Blueprint. This blueprint will give you a step-by-step roadmap on how to not only build a profitable business, but how to also legally protect it. Your business Soar Blueprint is just a click away. Go to ChevelleMcPherson.com to claim your free blueprint and start building a profitable and protected business that will give you greater impact and greater income. Calling all speakers. E-Women Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? 
Our mission is to help one million fulfilled women each achieve one million dollars in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Hello, everyone. This is Chevelle McPherson. I am back with Amy Walker, and we were talking about her journey um, through this entrepreneurial um, path, and Amy's now going to share with you some insights Um, She helps entrepreneurs in the sales process and she helps um, them build successful businesses. And one of the things that I want to ask you is in your experience now, um, what do you think has been the biggest challenge with entrepreneurs when it comes to a successful business? It's really comes down to not enough leads and not enough sales. And that is what it takes to hit your first six figures. Now getting from six figures to, you know, half million is different, but getting to that first first six figures, it really is leads and sales, um, marketing and sales. It's nothing fancy, but it's relentless. <laughs> you, you've got to have people to talk to and they have to be the right ones to talk to. And you've got to know how to close that deal. And, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are passionate about their product or they're passionate about their service or they're passionate about what they do. And they almost view sales as like this thing that they just wish they didn't really have to do. And I'll hear people say things like, you know, it's just not, sales is just not really my thing. Or I'm just not a salesperson or sales just, it's, it's not me. It doesn't come naturally to me. And my my retort to that is, you know, I am not a natural cook. Like my husband's downstairs making dinner and he's throwing in herbs and putting together some concoction and it will taste good. I am not that way. It does Mm -hmm. not come naturally to me. I don't have the gene. I don't experiment and know what's coming, but you know what? I have five kids and I have to feed them every single day. And so I better make it me. And I cannot hide behind the fact that, um, you know, cooking's not my thing because I don't think the Department of Child Protective Services would go for that if I wasn't feeding my kids, right? Right. But if you're not feeding your business through sales and marketing, your business is going to be hungry and it's going to be lean and it is going to struggle. That is so true. I love the way you put it. You, you just the, the same way you feed yourself, the same way you feed your children, nutri- nutrients and proteins. You need to feed your business with clients and sales. Bottom line, if your business does not have enough leads, it's going to struggle because you're not going to be able to close enough sales. It's a numbers game, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to have enough people to talk to because not everybody who you talk to is going to become a client. So you have to make sure you have a, a nice system in place for gathering leads. And then you have to make sure you have a system in place for converting those leads. So when you come across a prospect um, and they need your help and, you know, you immediately notice that they have a problem with their leads and with their sales, what is the biggest, what is the one thing that you suggest that they do? Well, the first thing is we have to find out what problem it is. And most people are wrong. <laughs> what they think, they'll come to me and they'll say, I have a marketing problem. And when we get in there, they actually have good lead flow, but their conversion numbers are low. And so I'll have to say, no, that's really a sales problem. Or they'll say, you know, I have a, um, they'll say like, oh, I just, I just, need more. They just, they get it wrong. And so that's the first thing is we have to get in there and we have to look at it and say, is it that you don't have enough leads coming in? Or is it that you're not converting the leads that you have? Because both of those things have to happen. 
Now, if it's an issue of they don't have enough leads coming in, my here's my system that I take them through. Number one is we've got to understand that your leads don't all come through one source. And so we have to get them five to seven different things that they do regularly and consistently that each bring in a trickle of leads. So for example, I do podcast interviews and I get leads that come in every single month through those podcast interviews. People will be listening and you'll say, I really need to get Amy's book or I really need to talk with Amy and you'll reach out. Um, I get leads that come in every month through my YouTube channel. I get leads that come in through my blog. I get leads that come in through speaking gigs and I get leads that come in through my online trainings I do. So I have these multiple sources, but here's the thing. None of them is a home run. There's not a single one that brings me 500 leads every single month. It's a trickle. It's some here, some here, some here, some here. So that's the first thing we look at. The second thing with marketing is it needs to be planned out 12 months in advance. Because what most people do is they get to the beginning of the month and they go, I don't know who to sell to. And so then they, they go into marketing gear and they hustle and they attend some networking meetings and they try to, you know, put out some Facebook lives and they, they try to do all these things. They hustle, they grab a few leads, then they work on converting those leads. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh shoot, I don't have anyone to talk to. And they're in this constant feast or famine. Right. Your leads needs to be, I mean, your marketing needs to be planned out 12 months in advance so that today I can look at the calendar for next March and say, ooh, March is looking a little bit lean. Now everybody write this down. If you have a gap in your marketing today, you will have a gap in your sales in three months. That's just the way that it works. The leads you bring in today are your sales about three months from now. So you don't want to have any gaps. Then when we look on the sales side, there's, there's three areas that I look at with, with personal sales skills. One is your skill set. And that is things like having the right scripts written, high converting scripts. It's things like um, being able to build trust and rapport. It's things like um, knowing how to overcome objections, what to say when someone says, oh, I'd love to work with you. I just can't afford it. It's not in my budget right now. You need to know what to say in all of those types of situations. One of the things that I think is the most critical skill is learning to listen between the lines. It sometimes is not what they say that tells you if they're going to close or not. It's, it's what they just almost said but stop short on. And so learning the, the skill set of sales is really critical. But there's a whole other piece. And this was actually the one that really hung me up with sales. It was the mindset. I had a broken mindset around sales. I felt like um, sales was the bad guy and money was the bad guy. And if it wasn't for sales and money, I could help all these people. But sales and money kept getting in my way. And <laughs> I had a lot of broken thinking. So, you know, you've got to work on building a successful mindset and thinking in abundance versus in scarcity. And then the third piece is your activity. Um, I would, if I had to choose somebody who had only one, I would choose somebody who would have the right activity. If they'll just get in and hustle, they'll figure it out. It might take a long time and they might get bruised up along the way, but they will get there eventually. Whereas somebody who has the right mindset and the right skill set, but won't actually pick up the phone and get to work, I, there's nothing I can do for them. So those three things, when you have your skill set, your mindset, and your activity working together, that's the magic sweet spot where you're going to be consistently closing deals. I love it. Second level beyond this, though, is that 
you've got to get to the point in your business where you're not the only person selling. Because Chevelle, you and I know this, we run businesses, right? We have clients to take care of. We have a lot of demands on our plates. We do not have 40 hours a week to dedicate to sales. But our business needs 40 hours a week of dedication to sales. Right. And so the sooner that you get your scripts in place and you get your processes in place, the sooner you can hire your first salesperson. And um, the year that I focused on my sales team, which it was a small team, independent contractors um, working part-time, they worked for me and they worked for other people as well, um, just calling my leads for me and helping to close my leads. We quadrupled sales. We went from 110 to 440 in one year, same product, same lead sources, same price points, same everything. Only difference was I wasn't closing all of the deals. I had other people who were selling with me and selling for me. Right. And um, that is a phenomenal place to get to. But too many people try to skip the first set and they say, well, I'm not a salesperson, so I'll just hire a salesperson. But the problem is that salesperson is not going to come in and build your scripts. They're not going to come in and build your follow-up processes. They're not going to come in and determine your lead stages and how to track things. A good salesperson doesn't want to have to hassle with any of that. They simply want to be able to come in and close deals easy and fast. And if they can't do that with you, they'll go and find somebody else that they can do it with. So I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs who want to, um, instead of delegating sales, they want to do what I call abdicating sales. Mm -hmm. And I'm all about delegation, but abdication will bite you in the butt every time. And that's where you say, well, it's not really my thing. So I'm just going to pay somebody else to do it for me. And you haven't been involved in the process. You're not tracking it. You're not monitoring it. You don't even know it well enough yourself to know if your person is doing a good job and if they're telling you the truth. Right. And those kinds of hires are expensive and they always crash and burn in your face. I love it. I mean, you've given so much good advice. And just so that the listeners um, are aware, you know, um, Amy just told you, um, she just gave you like the key to a successful business. And she talked about you having leads and sales. You have to have enough people to talk to. And she talked to you about how you can do that. She talked about podcasts. She talked about networking. She talked about different conversations and just being where your ideal client is, really. Um, that's how you get leads. And you have to have a system in place. And then she also talked to you about sales. And before that, you even talked about marketing, which one of the things I love that you said was having this marketing plan. It's a 12-month plan in place because you don't want to find yourself not having enough money and then you go, oh my God, I'm going to go run to this networking event. Oh my God, let me go see if I can get a speaking engagement. You want to plan these things like 12 months in advance so that you know every month of the year you have systems and, and, and mechanisms in place for you to bring leads into your business. And then you can, you know, you have people that you can sell to. And then when you get to a certain point, um, you can, like she said, you can bring in a sales team. But if you're not to the point where you have done the selling and you don't have the experience, I highly advise you do your own selling initially. Um, because what she's talking about bringing in a team, that's really when you get to a point where you want to scale your business. If you're under six figures, you should be making your own sales calls. Um, because I, I just don't think that you are probably in a place yet if you haven't mastered all of this stuff, because like you said, you don't want to bring somebody in to do the work that you can't do because you're not going to be able to monitor them. So you want to be able to do it, be good at it, and then bring in people. Would you not agree with that? 
I'm going to give one slight caveat, which is okay. an appointment center is a dreamy thing, even below six figures. So you're, so here's, here's what I want you to understand. When oh, yeah. you get your marketing machine going, right? right. Your marketing machine, you're going to have so many leads that you really don't have time to call them. You know, I have uh, on a, I have an event coming up next month that's probably going to generate 500 to 1,000 leads. I don't have time to get on and call all of them. So an appointment setter who can call all of those people, get sort through them, find out who's qualified, who's not qualified, who's interested, who's not interested, and set up calls. That one I would hire out as soon as possible. I hired that out my very first year, which is why we did 110,000 our first year in sales because I had somebody calling my leads. So I could spend my time on marketing, which I didn't have anyone else who could do at the time. And I could spend my time on closing, which I didn't have anyone else who could do at the time, but I could pay someone to make my phone calls for me. And that was pretty dreamy. And I would recommend that below six figures. So I would recommend that you get some help as early on as you possibly can. Um, but when it comes time to like really hiring the sales team, you have to make sure the system's in place first. Right. And I'll tell you a crash and burn story. I did have one client who... Um, they hired me to do a big construction of their sales system. And ugh, this story still breaks my heart. Hired me to write all of their scripts, hire their salespeople. We built this really awesome sales team. And it was a new product that they were taking to market. And um, they realized that they had overpriced themselves by like they needed to do a 75% price reduction in order to fit what the market would support. And all of a sudden, everything that we built no longer worked because our salaries were based on that price price point are, you know, everything that we had done was based on them saying, this is what we're going to sell it for. And it was like, all right, let's take it to market. And the market would not support that price. So that really speaks to what you're saying, Chevelle, that you need to test it out first. Right, right. You've got to learn how to do it so that you make sure you can avoid some of those really costly mistakes. And like I said, whenever you try to abdicate, because you're like, it's just not my thing. And so I'm just going to totally toss it over to somebody else. Those are, I mean, my most expensive mistakes in business. I've only had a couple super expensive mistakes, but I was totally trying to just let somebody else take it because right. I didn't know how to or didn't want to get good at it. Right. And that's the, and that's, that's the example that I'm using for people. It's just like, if you haven't nailed down your system, if you haven't nailed down your processes, if you haven't nailed down your numbers, that's not the time to go, you know, source that stuff out because you have to make sure when you source things out, you want to make sure that you're sourcing out something that has been tested and proven to work. And, and then you can bring in more success. Um, but you don't want to, you don't want to say one thing. I got to say this is me. Until you know how to sell, do not go spending $20,000 on your website and your branding and all these things because none of that is going to sell for you. So, and honestly, until you know how to sell, don't <laughs> with all that stuff, you know, the beautiful um, video and, and all of those things that make you look like a rock star. You can look like a rock star. And if you cannot sell, you will not get a return on investment for those things. So please. Uh, absolutely. Please I absolutely agree. I, I usually tell people the story, even in my law firm, when I left the prosecutor's office and I started my own law firm, I built my own website on network solutions. I did like a do it yourself website. I still made multiple six figures that first year because I knew how to close sales. I knew how to do trials. I knew, my skill set was to par, right? So I made money. I didn't need any of those. Matter of fact, I'm going to be honest with you. I probably had that website for almost like 10 to 15 years before I even changed it 
because I didn't need it because I was make I knew how to make money. I knew how to sell. I knew how to get in front of my ideal client. And I knew how to win and get results so that people were just talking about me. So at the end of the day, that's why I really firmly believe develop your skill set. It's the most important thing you could do for your business. And then you can bring in other people and more salespeople and you can grow a team. But it's so important that you have your foundational skills in place because that's what's going to make you money. And that's going to help you. That's going to help you be able to hire people. How can you how do you know who's a good salesperson if you don't know how to sell good? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, five on that. I'm yeah. That. So I love it. We'll do a high five. Okay. So um, now um, I appreciate everything that you told the listeners today. Is there something that you want to leave them with before you go with, you know, you've given some amazing, awesome nuggets on sales, marketing um, and lead generation. What is it that you want to leave with them before you sign off today? I actually want to give them all my book for free. I'm so excited about this book. So um, my newest book is called the I'm not a salesperson sales book. And it will take that excuse off the plate, teach you the skill set, teach you the mindset, even teach you some strategies for getting your activity level up. Um, It's got my scripting templates in there for my high converting scripts that my clients have paid me Oh, upwards of $40,000 to get me to write their scripts. It's got the templates that I start with when I write every script. And so it's really juicy. It's not a hard read. It's not a long book, but you can get through that book and you will come out of it feeling more confident in how to sell, knowing what to say, um, knowing how to overcome objections, knowing how to get your mindset in place, knowing how to track your numbers, and even understanding how sales and marketing intersect. So it is a great book. It's the I'm Not a Salesperson sales book. And I want to give all of you that book for free. So where, yeah, where can we get it? Where can we get it? I'm going to tell you. So it, the website to go to is salesaremything.com. Because we got to stop telling ourselves that sales are not our thing. I don't want to hear that from any of you ever again. Salesaremything.com. And you can go and get the free download. And I'm so excited for you to read it and use it. Awesome. Sales are, so I just want to make sure I'm spelling this out for some people because people like to, you know, abbreviate things. S-A-L-E-S-A-R-E-M-Y-T-H-I-N-G. Spelled completely out. Salesaremything.com. Salesaremything.com. Yes, ma'am. So you need to go there. You need to get this free book. So sales will become your thing and your business will become profitable. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to also put this link in the show notes. And I am so grateful and so thankful to you, Amy, for stopping by today, sharing all of your strategies, your nuggets, and even your awesome and amazing story with us. Hopefully these listeners will be not only inspired, but empowered to go and take action. And when they get this book, there'll be no excuse for them not to put these strategies in place so that their business can be transformed into a profitable, profitable business. That's what I want for the listeners. So with that said, is there anything else you want to add before I let you go? Just my encouragement to you that no matter where you are at and no matter what your business looks like today, if you will really dig in and learn how to sell, learn how to market, you're only about a year to a year and a half away from having a really good, solid six-figure business. Because once those two pieces are in place, 
you will hit that six-figure mark faster than you think is possible. Until those two places are, pieces are in place, you're not likely to hit that mark. Or if you do, it's going to be real hard to get there and real hard to maintain. So give yourself a little bit of grace. Give yourself a little bit of hope. Um, let this be a, maybe a little shot of encouragement in the arm and, and go after it. Learn how to sell. Learn how to market. Get consistent. And you can do it. It's for you. Success is for you. I love it. Success is for you. And I want to thank you so much, Amy Walker, for coming by, sharing all of your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience, and your free gift with the listeners. We truly appreciate it. And for all the listeners, thank you for tuning in. Do not forget to go to get Amy's um, free book. She just gave you the link, salesaremything.com. I want you to get that book. I want you to implement these strategies, and I want you to continue to tune in same time, same place next week so we can continue these entrepreneurial conversations. And until then, as I always say, your opportunities could be on the other side of an obstacle. So keep soaring uninterrupted. Until the next time. Thanks, Amy. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sorepreneurs Uninterrupted with Chevelle McPherson, where entrepreneurs like you get empowered and educated with business and legal strategies they need to build and scale successful businesses. Join us every week as we continue these entrepreneurial conversations. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, please visit ChevelleMcPherson.com and click on the podcast link. Be sure to subscribe so you get notified when new episodes are released. Remember, your successful business may be on the other side of an interruption. So keep soaring uninterrupted so you can have the income you desire, the peace of mind you deserve, and a lifestyle you've designed. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.